Hey there, it's Elliot. Before we get to the episode, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast so that you get alerts every time we post a new episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, tell other people about it. We're really looking to help people understand how the role of the CCO is evolving. And if you can help us reach more people with that message, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. At the Page Spring Seminar recently, the audience was asked if their organization was confronting some sort of disruption or undertaking some kind of transformation in response to it. Hands shot up in that room so fast you could feel the breeze. New or old, large or small, regardless of industry or region, companies are changing, and most often those changes start with and hinge upon their corporate culture. That's not just what it feels like to work somewhere, although that certainly matters. I'm talking about behaviors. How do we want people to perform, to collaborate, to solve problems? How do we work as an organization, as teams, and as individuals? These are some of the questions Reggie Walker, the CCO at PricewaterhouseCoopers, has taken on over the last few years. PwC needed to find a way to upskill its people on technology and digital literacy, to enable them to perform in new and innovative ways, and to counsel their clients to do the same. On this episode, we're talking to Reggie about what culture change looks like at PwC. I'm Elliot Mizrahi, and this is The New CCO. You know, it's interesting, the, the biggest, as I've learned in this journey, um, the biggest resistance to change really is just the, the habits that people have that they've developed over time and the way that they worked in the past, right? And one of the things that we talked about as we were going through and defining our change journey was really focusing on changing fundamentally the way that people work. Um, all the way to taking things away. Like it's, it's, it's just as important that when you give somebody something new to do that you take away the old way that they used to do it so that you, you I'm sure people love that. People love that. Right. <laughs> um, but you take it away so that you don't get some of that, you know, backsliding into the old ways of doing things. That being said, it's still going to be there. It's hard. It's really hard. And oftentimes it's not intentional. We always think of resistance as being this intentional resistance and it's not necessarily intentional. It's just it takes time. It's, it's like a two to three year journey to really change the way people think and work and operate and for it to become more of a habit organizationally. It's just easier to fall back into the way you used to do it. So that was our biggest challenge. It wasn't active resistance and more passive. It's just going back and doing things the old way. Like if you had a great idea and you wanted to publish something, you could. In fact, we encouraged it for the longest time. And on the one hand, that sounds great. On the other hand, um, when you are just publishing content for the purpose of publishing content, because you think you have a great point of view and you think the marketplace wants to consume it, um, you're drowning out our voice when you put too much out there. Right. Um, and we're not getting an ROI. I mean, there's a cost associated with everything. Um, and so we really are very focused on conversion when it comes to creation of content. It's no longer just about, I have a great idea and I'd like to tell the world about it. It's, um, we have a great idea that specifically ties to our business strategy. Um, I tell our people all the time, whether it's um, thought leadership, any marketing activity we do, if you can't measure it, we're not gonna do it. How are you able to tell empirically this approach to content is producing business outcomes that are more aligned with our strategy. This is where technology is really helping us tremendously, right? Um, data is data is your friend. Um, and using that to connect the dots, uh, being able to track who's reading it, um, what they're really focused on, how they're interacting with the content, 
and then did that produce a lead for us back into the firm? Um, it's reducing the number of channels that we're communicating through so that we're, we know that we're going into channels that we've gotten far better at knowing where our clients are uh, consuming information. Uh, but at the same time, producing even richer and better content because we're going to have much better information on what people really want. It feels to me like there's been a lot of transformation in a relatively short period of time, oh, yeah. both within your function and maybe across the organization. But there's also kind of this obstacle of inertia that you need to overcome. Right. What were those kind of as you embarked on this transformation in that first year? You know, it's interesting. We really had to find new ways of getting people to do things. Um, gamification became big. Really incentivizing people to learn new things or try new things or um, implement a new system and use it differently. Making sure we're very clear in our communications around what we expect people to do. What's your role? Like, here's what's coming. Um, here's why we're doing it. Here's your role in the change for every individual. Like, if you're at this level, this is what we need you to do. If you're at this level, this is what we need you to do. And, and then really constantly communicating and driving that down through our organization. By the way, people tend to listen to the person they work for directly, not necessarily to me or our chairman. You know, and we like, we talk about that. I mean, it's, we can set the strategy and the vision at the top side. But we've got to win the hearts and minds of the people that people work with and listen to. And so really focusing on those individuals, people we call, we call them power brokers in the organization. They may not have an official title uh, or may not be in a quote unquote leadership role, but identifying those individuals who influencers. just, yeah, real, the real influencers in the organization that other people look to and getting them on board. So it was, a, it was really systematic all the way through. How can we use technology differently? How can we use gamification differently? How do we really communicate differently so that we're very clear about what we want to do and then how do we win people over? And even after you do all that, it's still hard. Like you have to stay with it and you can't give up on it and you've got to stick with it. That's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. So part of this is culture. Mm -hmm. And the other part, it sounds like, is just the upskilling, mm -hmm. kind of the delivery of knowledge capabilities on the the skills building if i'm a mid-level employee what would that look and feel like for me yeah it's interesting so we we um let me just start with the first thing that we recognize is that there's a base level of skills and in this case let's talk technology skills that we needed all of our professionals from our incoming associates all the way to our most senior partners. What kinds of things? Um, everything from understanding the big technologies today, artificial intelligence, uh, RPA, uh, understanding. Um, what is RPA? Uh, uh, robotics process automation. Okay. So looking, you know, the, the different types of technologies that are out there today, voice, digital assistant technologies, really developing a baseline of understanding of how, of, of all of those technologies and the impacts that they're having, right? Um, and so it, data and analytics, you know, big in our business, like teaching people some of the basic tools that they need to use to be able to um, manipulate data and, and actually use it. And to do that, we, we did a number of things. First, we, we have something we call the digital fitness app, um, which we actually make available externally, shameless plug, but digital fitness app that um, people could download and they take a digital fitness assessment. Think of it as your credit score, but in a way of like, what's my, what's my digital fitness level? And it was meant to give people a goal to work for. Uh, and it'll give you a score. Uh, in most cases, it's probably not a very high score, as, as it was for most people. But it gave you something to shoot for. And then it tells you, here's the courses that you can take online to learn more and help curate that sort of journey for you to learn on. 
But then we created something called citizen-led innovation uh, because we said, if we're going to transform our business and we're going to change the way that we work, or we're going to change the services that we provide to our clients or how we provide them, it's probably not going to be people like you and me sitting in an office someplace thinking up these great ideas. It's the people on the ground. And so when you equip them with a certain level of knowledge about what technology can do, the digital fitness side of things, and then they get on the ground and they begin to look at, look at the world differently and say, maybe we could do this differently. Maybe we could deliver the service differently. Maybe you could use a bot to do something that we traditionally just did um, you know, with, with um, arms and legs. Uh, then you really begin to transform how you work on the ground. And you create that culture of innovation because people now have this, you know, opportunity to, to, to take this new knowledge that they've got, apply it to what we do in the field or apply it to how we serve a client. Uh, and in that vein, we then created something we call digital accelerators um, because we knew that what we really needed to do was to take a group of people, a large group of people, uh, put them through uh, a program where we take them beyond where we're taking most people with that base level of knowledge and then reseed them back in the business so it goes viral. And these are individuals that can then take on special projects with a different level of knowledge. So we might teach them some of the skills I talked about earlier, but at a much deeper level. Um, so learning how to write bots, um, whereas others, we might want to just raise general awareness around what bots can do in a business. We actually want to take a group of people now and teach them how to actually do them so that when they get on the ground and they look at a process that we are, that we have or a service that we're providing, they're automatically beginning to think about how can we do it differently and then they can actually do it. Um, and then we capture that innovation. And so you seed that back into the business and it became viral. So now we've changed the way people are working. We've created a, a tremendous level of excitement around, I have people calling me every day now, even in my function going, hey, we think we have a bot that we can do this differently with. And it's, uh, it's been great. Like it's been really fun. And like for me, the, the guy has been around the firm for 27 years, it's really energizing. It's completely different. So you're starting from a digital literacy place, but you're actually building on top of that a layer of skills acquisition. That's right. That's exactly right. Are you finding as you do this that these types of learning programs are creating that culture in a really tangible way? It is. Um, it really is. Um, you know, I, I think I think the statistic is eighty percent of our workforce are are millennials. So you've got a lot of really receptive minds that bring in a lot of new ideas. Um, but how you capture that energy? and scale it, like find the things that really can scale and produce results. Like I think that's what most companies struggle with. You can, you can create great ideas, but how do you monetize them or how do they really change? And that's what this program really did for us. It created a lot of excitement around the organization. It, it uh, equipped all of our people, including our partners, you know, all the way down to be able to think differently and operate differently and, and see opportunity uh, where they may not have seen opportunity before in terms of changing how we work and the services that we provide. Um, but then it also gave a structure to it for us to evaluate them and then say, yeah, you know, that's a really good one. Let's scale that one uh, and take it out without, without, you know, stomping out some of the other create creativity that's going on, right? You want that, but then how do you identify the right ones? And that's what this process has really enabled us to do. So people are bought in oh, yeah. and involved in a way that they couldn't be without technology. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the technology is giving us an opportunity to um, obviously do things differently. Uh, I mean, it's almost boundless now. You know, that it, it, it's no longer, you know, hey, I wonder if technology can do this. It's like, what can we not do? Like, you almost have to control that side of it, too, because people get really excited. Um, but it's also giving us an opportunity to amplify, identify and amplify those ideas that we may not have been able to see before. 
Where do you see that going over the next few years? Oh, that, <laughs> that's anybody's guess. Um, you know, it's amazing to me the pace of change um, in the technology landscape. Um, you know, I think that um, the opportunities are almost endless. I do think we have to be responsible. Uh, and by that, I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do with technology. And I think we have to be in a position to make sure that we're not um, overextending the reach of certain technologies and cannibalizing uh, you know, jobs and opportunities. And that's one of those big areas of conversation these days. And I think for a lot of businesses, the responsible use of technology. Um, but man, where, where will it not take us? I mean, that's the fun part of it is to think what we can do differently as an organization and even societally now with the technologies that we have, if we use them in the right way. I'm not sure where it's going to go. Um, what I do know is that where I think it's probably going to go today, it will three years from now, I'll go, wow, I never saw that happening. Uh, because if I look three years past, it's sort of amazing to me. But what I do know is this, and I think this is the way we're setting the organization up is agility is incredibly important. Um, that ability to have an organization that's going to be agile, uh, and be able to, um, while you stay focused on a strategy and a vision, be able to adjust and adapt very quickly, given the impact of technology. I think that's going to be very, very important. I think um, having this mindset of innovation is going to be very, very, very important. Um, who you are today in terms of how you operate and even the services you provide might be very different tomorrow. Um, and for us, that's incredibly important uh, because you want to be relevant long into the future. And if you sit back and think that you've, you know, you can rest. Uh, and that, you know, change is slowing down, then you're not going to be around much longer. Brand in many ways is what's experienced by mm -hmm. the client. Mm -hmm. How would you say that experience from the client side has changed as a result of this kind of cultural transformation that you guys are in the midst of? It's a great question. It's something we actually, um, we're talking about now. Uh, as I would look at it today, I would say that, you know, certainly our clients are experiencing it differently in terms of how we deliver services. And so again, uh, using technology to do things faster, better, um, and I hate to use the word cheaper, but maybe more value. I think those are some of the basics that you see today. I think tomorrow where we really want to head it's going to become much more expected that the things that we see as consumers today that we expect from many of the major brands are going to translate right over into professional services. You know, as a, as a client, why can't I log in and see the status of my project immediately? Why can't I go in and see, you know, my last five invoices? Why, why aren't you providing me that level of visibility? It sounds like your mandate for this role was transform the organization, transform the culture, yes. connect marketing sales comms to the business. Yes. I suspect that a lot of the people who are listening will have similar mandates, mm -hmm. uh, but maybe at different stages of that journey. Right. Um, what have you learned or what advice would you give to a CCO who's coming into the position you came into three years ago? So what's great about this is we have a lot of these conversations now just based upon our own learnings. And you're talking about changing habits that have been developed over years. And so you've really got to stick with it. Um, I think you have to take away some things. So you can't just, you know, leave the same things in place or have people do things the same way, or you can't say, oh, we've implemented this great new technology, this great new CRM technology. 
without taking away all the old spreadsheets that they used to use to manage the same business because they're just going to go back to them. Um, and I think you just have to look at new ways of driving the change. Like I said, gamification was big for us. Uh, going out and creating uh, incentives like, you know, if you reach a certain score in something that we're doing, if we reach collectively a certain score as an organization, we're going to give everybody the 4th of July week off, which we did. Um, that's a great motivator to get people to try new things and do something different. Sounds like it. Or, you know, twice a week we do a game show that we broadcast on cell phones where we're doing, um, you know, it's, it's 10 questions. It's primarily about technology though. Now we're weaving some communication subjects in there, things to make sure people caught them during the week, but there's real cash prizes. That's something you just do internally. This we do it internally and it's, it's really cool and people have teams, but that's the kind like, you have to do stuff like that. So it's all of that. Tie it back to your strategy. Again, sounds simple, but it's really hard to do. Um, communicate, communicate, communicate. Be very clear about what you expect of people. Again, we, we're, we're learning as we go. Uh, I'd like to believe we've done a tremendous job over the last three years. In fact, I think we have. I think the results show that. Um, but the moment you think you've got it figured out, you probably haven't. It, it's become so second nature now. I mean, you just every day you're doing something different. Like even myself, I mean, I'm 50 and I've been doing it for 27 years, but you've completely changed the way you think. There is no boundary now. Yeah. The biggest challenge we have, again, is controlling it. So we've unleashed this great innovative capacity. People come up with ideas constantly and you sort of have to stop them sometimes. And you, and you want to do it in a way that doesn't like crush their spirit. But at the same time, you want to do it in a way that's making sure that people are focusing on productive activities. Right. So you got to stay, stay engaged in the business. It's hard. If you enjoyed today's episode of The New CCO, be sure to check out our latest episodes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, leave us a rating and a review. We want to hear what you think so that we can keep making this podcast more interesting and valuable to you. To find out more about what's happening at PAGE, please visit us at page.org. Special thanks go to Morning Consult and to Rivet Smart Audio, our podcast sponsors. Without their support, we wouldn't be able to bring this podcast to you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the new CCO. A quick message for Page and PageUp members. This year, from June 19 to 21, we'll be holding our first ever Page International Exchange in Amsterdam. This is a brand new multi-day event that's designed to bring members from around the world together to discuss the global issues that are affecting our roles and our enterprises. It'll feature plenty of opportunities for members to talk to each other and learn from leading thinkers. I hope that you'll be able to join us for this event. If you're interested in learning more or in signing up, please visit page.org events.